Welcome to Too Old, Too New Comic Book Podcast. My name is Bill Beer, and I'm joined by Seth Howard. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Doing really well. How about yourself? Good, good. We're episode number one of a new podcast, and on this podcast, we're going to be talking comics. And how did you get introduced to comics, Seth? Uh, well, my first experience with comics, honestly, back when I was probably, I want to say I was nine or ten, one of my aunts bought me a pack of comics because I was having a little procedure done on my ears. And uh, in the recovery room, she got me some comics so I could read comics, and that's what it was. It was a Spider-Man, a Ghost Rider, and I can't remember the other issue. Kind of got me started on my way to superheroes. And then uh, a couple years later, they started reprinting all the old Tales from the Crypt uh, comics from EC Comics. They did that reprint of those. And then um, 89, when the Batman movie came out, so really got me hooked on Batman. Yeah. And then on, that's what I've been kind of set on since. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I guess I got started in the early 80s. I'd go visit my grandparents a lot, and they used to take me to this. It was a video store slash comic store. Hmm. And we'd go down there, and I'd usually pick out a comic. And one of the early issues of Batman was comic. And then I got a, actually got a subscription to Iron Man for a year. And Doctor Strange. Nice. I eventually stopped Doctor Strange. I read Iron Man a little bit, but I kind of kept with Batman here and there. And as you say, around the 89 Batman movie, I started picking up Batman regularly, and then it kind of went on from there. Yeah, yeah. The, our, uh, my little comic shop, I grew up in a small town in Kansas, uh, was our IGA. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. This was this was called Wonder Book and Video. Nice. Yeah. And they still exist, but they haven't some comics in like 20 years. Wow. But yeah. there wasn't anything else around. There was there was another comic shop, but it was downtown, mm. and I wasn't old enough to drive. And my grandparents didn't drive downtown hardly ever. So. Yeah, mine was uh, IGA, the little magazine rack, but they had actually a little selection of comics. And the weird thing was, when you think about it. Small town, Kansas, about 800 people, and some of the comics they carried were the Tales from the Crypt comics, which I thought was, (laughs) you know, there were the superheroes, then they had the Tales from the Crypt, and I've always liked horror movies, and so those were, you know, perfect for me to start reading, and then, of course, you know, like I said, the Batman and stuff, too, so, and uh, Little Grocery Store doesn't exist anymore in my small town, it's a little community center now, but, uh, yeah, old IGA, where I used to get mine, so. (laughs) There you go. So, just, uh, we decided what kind of podcast we wanted to be, and we came up with something we were trying to be a little unique. There are a lot of review podcasts out there on different, I mean, you have your Batman Essential Podcast, you got D Comics. So we decided that we are gonna, every, uh, time we, we're gonna pick two books. One, a current book, like within the last month or so, uh, that we've been enjoying, and then we're gonna pick an older, like, classic book can be as old as you want to go, and we're going to each talk about a new and older book. Nice. See how that goes. So. Yeah, so I like the idea that this week's, for me, is, is Batman-centric for both old and new. <laughs> Just because of something to start off. I love Batman, favorite superhero of all time, so I figure why not start with new Batman story and an old Batman story. 
which is funny though because the new Batman story is like an old Batman story, even though. So. <laughs> so you want to go ahead and get started first? Sure, sure. So uh, my two titles I picked. So when it was announced, the uh, Dark Knight Three, I was one really excited, and then two, I was really skeptical. So um, the reason being is uh, Frank Miller's track record of, well, I guess in recent years, getting a comic done and out and quality, it's kind of been lacking, you know. But I have to say, Dark Knight 3 is amazing. All, uh, issues 1, 2, and 3 right now. Have you had a chance to read them or look yes, at them? Or? Yes, I, I picked them up and actually I, I just read them recently. And I should have read them sooner. Oh, Good, oh my they? gosh. <laughs> that second issue just takes off. Right. Yeah. And so I, I was, so, cause here was my concern. Well, one, my next thought was, Ooh, I want to start getting all those variant covers. <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm not much of a variant collector, but it was awesome seeing all the different artists doing the covers. So Frank Miller, obviously I love Batman year one, the dark Knight returns. And then there's the dark Knight strikes back, which is, Oh, it's bad. It's difficult to get through. It is. It's just, man, it's tough. You know, I guess compared, and it's tough to, because you're looking at year one, Dark Knight Returns, and then all of a sudden this comes out, and it's definitely not on par with his other work. But then, you know, we know, what, eight years ago, All-Star Batman and Robin? Yes. Which I love. I really do love it. I know it had some controversy and everything, but, man, I love that. You know, it was it was a different version. It wasn't supposed to be in continuity or anything like that. So it had sort of his flair to it. Yeah, it was like the Miller universe. Basically, you know, it was almost like it would be Batman Year One, and then All Star Batman and Robin, and then eventually lead into, you know, Dark Knight Returns. I love that comic though. One because of the the best scene ever in that comic, I think, with All Star Batman and Robin was the whole. <laughs> Uh, Green Lantern part was just that might be one of the best scenes ever. In oh, a book. oh yeah, just that opening scene. Everything's painted yellow, and Batman's drinking lemonade, and here comes Robin bringing offering a glass. <laughs> to the green. I'm like, who thinks of that? That is just amazing. I think so. So with this, with this Dark Knight three, I was going, oh man, Frank Miller's written more because a couple of years ago he wrote Holy Terror. Did you ever read that one? No, I did see that. I, I haven't read that one. Yeah, so originally that was slated to be a Batman story, and basically Batman was going to go fight the terrorists, is what it was. Oh, okay. Keeping the current political climate, it wasn't, as Frank Miller put it, politically correct expedient, basically, you know? And so DC didn't publish it. He went ahead and published it anyway, but not as a Batman story. So that was another Batman story that was supposed to come out, but it didn't. Um, it, okay. it was not as a Batman story. Um, whole other topic in itself of that. So when this Dark Knight 3 came out, it was one of those... Man, I'm excited because it, I, I hope it's going to be great, really. And it, it has not been a disappointment. This is amazing. Um, one, first of all, the art is great in it, but the story, wow, it picks right up. I mean, it, you know, I couldn't put it down, and I've already read each issue three or four times just because it's that good. And I'm like, did I miss anything? I want to get back into it. I want to get back into it. And I'm like, it's been a while since I've been waiting and chomping at the bit for the next issue to come out, and I can't wait. So Yeah, after the first issue, I was just like, that was okay. Right? Yeah. In the second issue, I started it, and then I, I don't remember. I got distracted or something like that, and I didn't really go back to it until you had said that that was going to be your pick. So right. So then, then 
I read both copies, and I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I had this sitting there and didn't right. read it. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that uh, Carrie Kelly is wearing the suit. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You know, when the cops are giving the beat down, and they're like, um, this is uh, – and it doesn't tell you. And so you as the reader is going, is a what, you know? And then you find out, oh, it's Carrie Kelly in there. And you're like, oh, my goodness. And then the standoff with uh, Yeldon was just like uh-huh. not not budging at all, man. And then uh, and then they got you thinking, okay, Bruce Wayne's dead. You know, Bruce Wayne's dead. How he died, he, he died. Bruce Wayne's dead. And I'm going, oh, okay, it's kind of interesting. So she's carrying on the whole Batman mantle. <laughs> and then she goes back. There's Bruce. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so awesome. So it's it's been really, really – it's a pleasant surprise, honestly, with – it's taken me back to the first time I read like the dark Knight returns and it's that excitement level again. And just going, man, this is only going to be what six issues, right? I wish it was, I think it's eight eight issues. Oh, it's eight issues. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Thinking of yours, which is a six issue story. Your, your new one you're reading, which is great, but I want, I want this to be a continuing. It's like, come on, let's make Miller verse a continuing issue, <laughs> continuing comic. Cause when he's writing like this, it is so good. So well, I'm, I'm really interested uh, with the prequel that's coming out. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like a one-shot. Did you – I guess you heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. I saw the um, the what, previews. I'm trying to remember what's magazines yeah. the previews on it. Yeah. It's yeah. about the Joker. Yep. I yeah. think it's it's previous Dark Knight Returns era somewhere in there. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that's when it takes place. Yeah. So to me, as far as a newer book, that's the one I've really just been loving. So it's yeah. been – it's been great. It was one of those, I remember getting the first issue going, okay, let's try it out. I was like, okay, it's good. I like it. You know, it's got that feel. But like you, second issue, then third issue, I'm like, oh my goodness. So it, it's good to have that excitement again, waiting to see what's going to happen, I guess. You know, rather than, oh, my OCD tells me I got to finish reading it, so I can't wait till it's done. It's, oh, I want the next issue so I know what's going on. So. How about how about the scene where they're, you know, they're in their uh, winter winter coats and they're in the middle of nowhere walking in the snow and he's got that like yeah. sledgehammer and you're thinking what are they doing what are yeah. they doing and then you see a guy in the ice yep and you're thinking who could well, that be first that they comment about the key because you know they're up there they, uh-huh. you know and he's like i wasn't going to use the key and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> they're at the fortress of solitude yeah and then uh well in the part that it was uh Carrie talking trash that woke him up. Yeah, that was... <laughs> so, so the handling of that, so yeah, having Bruce and then uh, Carrie, um, which makes it interesting is that, so you got Carrie Kelly here, you know, and we know that in the new 52, when they redid it, they had, you know, her as a tutor for Robin, which that storyline was kind of dropped. So it's just yeah. interesting because she's back where she belongs, honestly, I think. Yeah, so. I think that they just brought her back so they could say, hey, we brought her back. But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. The cool thing is is the writing of how you know they've handled Wonder Woman really well. You know how she's doing, and with you know her and Soup's daughter, you know, which is crazy. And yeah. uh, oh, she's know, nutty. Oh, she's she nutty. totally is. You know, the Kandorians just like you know. <laughs> now I should have guessed it. I should have guessed it when Ray Palmer uh, made everybody big. Oh, yeah. I yeah. should have guessed just by the title. You knew something was going on, but I didn't expect that. No. And then and then Ray Palmer getting squished. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Just like, 
Man. So that, that was just, it, it's crazy. I mean, just the whole storyline is it's a Batman story, but we got more Superman stuff going on. We got the Wonder Woman Superman daughter. Yeah. I'm not an Amazon. I'm a Kryptonian. You're yeah. just like, wow. So, but it's so well written. It's not like, you know, where he's just trying too hard to make a good story. He's just writing a good story, I think. So, um, the art is also goes back to that almost looks like that Dark Knight Return style, even though it's not, you know, because we know he illustrated that, but right. it's just and, got that. And, and Brian Azzarello is doing it with Frank Miller. Yeah, which is nice seeing Azzarello doing that style, Frank Miller style, which is that's got those rough edges, but it looks so good, you know. Yeah. So uh it's just been a great book so far, and I can't wait for the next issue. So that's yeah. that's the newest one I've been reading. It's uh, It's been so good, so, yeah. Definitely recommend for somebody who was burnt on Miller in the past or thinking, oh, they're not going to get it done. Read yeah. the read this comic. Yeah, it's it's great. I and think they, they must have had several issues already in the can when the first one came out because it was yeah. announced a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I think a big part of that was to get all the artists lined up because what is it, each issue has six or seven variant covers or something? Some, some ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's got a lot. I know the first issue had so many variant color. I saw on eBay that there, I don't know if it, anybody bought any, but they have like four or five grand one of these variant covers. Oh. <laughs> it must be, you know, one of those one in a thousand or something like that or one in two thousand. I don't know. Well, there's been some great covers for that. And it's just been, it's good to see Frank Miller back in the DC universe and, and, and writing a great story. Because honestly, I think for me, his last great story was that all-star Batman and Robin that everybody still wants to finish to, which probably never going to happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was good getting this and uh, something I can't wait till it comes out in a trade and it'll look great on my shelf. Uh, you know, I've got the singles, but then also a trade next to my other Miller stuff. So it's, yeah. it's just good. So, yeah. Yeah. Very so good. What about the new issue? What do you read? I know, I know what it is, but I know our listeners don't know. Yes. So, my new issue is going to be Swamp Thing number three. Just New 52 started. They started Swamp Thing, and that that's, that uh, series kind of ended. So they they uh, announced uh, several months ago of a mini-series of Swamp Thing, and this is written by Swamp Thing creator Lynn Wein. Is that how you say that? Lynn? I remember it was Lynn Wein or Lynn Wein, but yeah, co-creator of them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. and it's... Drawn by Kelly Jones. Now, anybody that knows Batman knows that Kelly Jones does some great dark-looking art, and he's, like, meant to write Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. The first two issues were were sort of like a a mini-arc because it was like a two-part story, and this kind of starts another story. I wish this was ongoing. I I know Lynn Wein probably doesn't write too much anymore. I do wish this was ongoing because if you know old Swamp Thing in this issue, Matt Cable shows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you read Old Swamp Thing? Do you know? Yeah, I love the whole Old Swamp series. I when I was a kid, Swamp Thing was one of the other ones I read, and I was one of the ones that got disappointed when the Swamp Thing movie came out. <laughs> so. Okay. Now I love the movie when it first came out, but I didn't hadn't read any of the stuff. But you uh, you see the yeah. movie now and said, yeah, that was. Like, he looked cool. You know, he looked yeah. cool. Yeah. 
I read a lot of the uh, the Alan Moore stories when I was right, uh, right. younger, well, high school, I guess, and then college. I, such good stories. So, yes, yeah. I've, I've started. I have a couple, uh, like three trades that I've started to read yeah. a little bit. So, so far, so good. But Matt Cable, for anybody who doesn't know, Alec Holland, when he was doing his experiment on this bioregenerative formula, he was like, according to this version, like the FBI agent that was like, protecting him in his lab and he he feels bad that he wasn't able to protect swamp thing and he was turned to this monster so the, basically in this issue he convinces swamp thing that he is able to cure him because he went to all the different magical characters in the dc universe which they had a couple show up um they had mr e mm-hmm. F- felix faust i'm familiar with him mr e i'm not too jsa isn't he yeah, I think you might be right. And yeah. then Chantress, who's supposed to be in the new Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. and he ends up Nana Parabot. Is that how you say? It? Oh, Nana Parabot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Parabot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where Batman yeah. went, New Fifty Two. Yeah. Not New, but uh, Fifty Two. That weekly series. Yeah, Nana Parabot. Yeah. Yep. And he gets some hand that looks like a dead hand, and he's going to cure Swamp Thing. And they go to Zantana. She does some kind of ritual. At the end here, it leads me to believe that maybe Matt Cable is not is there for a different reason. Right. Alec looks like he's cured, but Matt Cable is now the Swamp Thing. It's it's very – I love the art. I just can't get over. I think he's – <laughs> Yeah. So he's good. he's like the perfect Swamp Thing artist. I don't know if he's ever drawn him before, but... You know, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. You know, because like you mentioned, everybody knows Kelly Jones really from his um, uh, Batman series, what, Reign of Blood? Yeah. Vampire Batman, basically. Red Rain. Red Rain with the big ears. Just I'm awesome on that cow. So the art on this one is just, wow. You know, did you, did you read into the new 52 Swamp Thing when it was relaunched? Yes. Yeah, so we had... Franco Villa doing art on it. Also, um, Raphael Albuquerque. Like, he did some better issues, I think, as far as the art. Just, like, the gorgeous colors and that. And that was amazing. And then you see Kelly Jones, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is, wow, even more so. So, it's good. So Yeah, and I mean, this book stands out, and even Dark Knight 3 stands out in DC right now because, in my opinion, there isn't a lot that stands out. No, no, yeah. And I don't know... How things are going to uh, work out here after Rebirth. I know right. DC's uh, says they're supposed to go back to core of their characters, and I guess we'll see. But right. I, I really enjoy Swamp Thing. I mean, even the last series was really good. Yeah, the, the last one, the New 52, you know, that whole Swamp Thing and then Animal Man, and they did those, you know, together, which was, wow, you know, because... DC brought Vertigo in to write in-house under DC, which was great. And that was the thing, seeing Swamp Thing's awesome. He's a completely style different character in a sense. And uh, and then they canceled it. You know, it ended, and you're like, man, that's something different. So it was nice for them to do this series, like you said. But, yeah, give us that ongoing Swamp Thing. It can be popular. You just got to get people on it and write it, you know. So Maybe, the, maybe what they're going to do is, you know, have some of these side characters in minis and not have ongoings. Right. Is that, is that, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he deserves an ongoing. I, yeah. Well, you know, and he's being featured in a lot of stuff outside of just the comics, which is interesting for a guy who's not really a 
a main player. You know, I don't know if you have, if you ever played the DC universe online, have you ever played that? Yes. So, you know, during the fall, they have events where you go to swamp thing and do these events in the universe. You know, I just started playing what's called the Batman miniatures game, which is made from night models. They're over in Spain, but it's a miniatures game. It's all around Batman, but they have swamp thing in it too, as a character you can use. And so it's interesting going like, they got him plugged in in all these areas. He's a recognizable character. They need to keep him in a regular series, I think, you know, because he's he's awesome. I mean, pretty burly. <laughs> so, I mean, he was even in Justice League Dark. Right. Yeah. After after they had ended after they had ended the Swamp Thing and the Animal Man run, uh-huh. Jeff Lemire went on to write Justice League. No, he didn't do the Dark. He did the Justice League United, which was the Canadian yep, version. Yep. 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 And that's what, yeah, because Swamp Thing was in Justice League Dark for a bit. Animal Man went into that Justice League United is what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, so which, if anybody hasn't read that Animal Man run by Jeff Lemire, oh, read that. That's amazing. So. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah. It's it's horror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but very good. Yeah. Uh, the Swamp Thing I'm excited for, too. It's kind of funny that, um, like you're saying, they stand out from the rest. Because right now I think comics, is you know, DC in itself is – in that mode of, okay, we know we got a big event coming up in June or whatever. Well, it starts in June. And so kind of wrap up where we're at right now in, in June. You know, take, they always do the take a couple months off. Um, so it's good to have some comics that to get excited about. So, yeah. It's just there's not a whole lot to get excited about at the moment. Right now DC's really pushing the new movie coming out. So Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're really pushing that. So. It's, me, it's strange to see Batman in a Dodge commercial. I think is what it is. <laughs> yeah. and a new one just today where he's in the Batmobile chasing a guy in a Charger. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's a whole other story at a time. But so I could see DC, you know, they're focusing on that, and then um, obviously, then Suicide Squad is the next one released in August, right? So right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, definitely, if, even if you don't like the story for Swamp Thing, get it just for the art, for Kelly Jones's art. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 rare at times where you get a comic and you can go, man, the story could be terrible, but this one isn't. But it's worth getting just for the art. That's what I always said when that Batwoman run was going. J.H. Williams III did the art on that. The story could have been terrible. Greg Rucka was writing it; it was great. But the art and those were so amazing. So it's good, again, to get some comics where the art is just phenomenal. And you really, the story is kind of secondary to the art, I think. So. Yeah, I think so. I mean, some art, if it's if you're not really enjoying the art, it takes you totally out of the story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on and go with your old issue that you have picked. My old issue. All right. So here's the old issue. Okay, so where I live here, so I live on the Oregon Coast, Kevin. In the town that's near me is Astoria, Oregon. Most people know Astoria for being where the Goonies was filmed, okay? So last year they had like the 30th annual, annual Goonies Fest. Other movies were filmed to go Short Circuit and Kindergarten Cop Free Willy. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm out here way out on the West Coast here, and there's an arcade that opened up um, last summer. Old school arcade game, stand-up cabinets. It's great. Well, then they added comics to it. Because so I used to go to get my comics in Portland, two hours away. So it was nice that a comic shop opened up out here. The coolest thing, though, is he bought a huge collection. So he's got quarter boxes, dollar boxes, whatever. 
Uh-huh. So I'll go in and I just flip through it. And oh, probably two months ago, I'm just flipping through the Batman, whatever he's got. And I'm a sucker for uh, the old Mike Mignola covers, you know, because uh-huh. he used covers for DC. You know, he did the whole uh, Death in the Family, um, you know, the original ones um, for when, you know, um, Jason Todd died. He did the four covers for that. He did covers for Dark Knight, Dark City. Um, right. So I love anything. If I'm going through it, I find a Mignola cover. I just buy it. <laughs> Because I just like the art on it. Well, the one I picked up a couple months ago, and, and uh, I bought it, and I hadn't read it yet. And then when you and I were discussing this podcast, I'm like, well, I'm going to go back and read this. I found an awesome story, man. This thing is so good. It's from uh, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, okay, which is okay. a great series. So this is their annual number one from 1991, okay? The story is called Duel. Okay, so the cover is Batman holding a broadsword, you know, both hands. Uh-huh. And big demon behind him with another big sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, so the story is basically starts out with Batman. He's in the snow, and he's kind of talking to himself, you know, how long have I been walking this area? He's somewhere in Korea, is what he says. He's, like, in this mountainous area, and he's dragging this big green duffel bag. He's talking about how he's got to go see the master at this temple. You know, he hasn't been there since he was training, meets up with the master. Uh, he has a choice. The master gives him the choice, you know, either quit what you're doing and live a relaxed life or continue and see what path it takes you on, which is the master's basically telling him it's the wrong path, but it's the right path for you, you know? And then what begins then is a series of Batman in different times fighting different things, I guess, if that makes sense. So, it talks about all his battles that he's gone through, and the story's called Duel. Sorry, I don't think I mentioned it before. Duel. So he's, he falls through this cave. First thing he comes across, he talks about it smelling like sulfur and brimstone, and there's this big demon, you know, and then he's got to fight the demon. There's a bridge he's got to cross. The demon destroys the bridge while he's on it. He's able to jump and land, you know, do his Batman stuff, but then he falls again, and next, there's a medieval castle, Okay. And in the medieval castle, there's this woman helping him out. And then he goes, I know your name. Your name's Talia. Kind of gives an idea that it's Talia al Ghul. And she offers him food and drink. He drinks from this goblet. He spits it out. It's blood he's drinking. Um, <laughs> Talia, Talia then turns into like a specter or a ghost type thing. Ends up summoning this big dragon for him to fight. Ends up taking down the dragon. But it's pretty tough. You know, he goes through. There's this mode. He ends up stopping this dragon. He's got this big sword and shield. And then it goes into, uh, he's like in Washington, D.C. next. So he walks away from this, and he's walking, and he sees these, he thinks it's um, snow, but it's actually cherry blossoms. Well, he's in Washington, D.C., and then a UFO crashes into the Capitol building. You know, and these aliens are out killing everybody. These soldiers are telling him to run. So he thinks he's going to go fight this alien that looks like a big grasshopper or a praying mantis, and he pulls off its helmet because it's weak, and... uh then he wakes up, he's like in the 20s, 1920s, and these gangsters are running booze, you know, Prohibition era and stuff. Gets shot at there and kind of beat up and fights his way out again. And the next thing you know, he's in a building again. It smells like fire and smoke. And then he walks away from that, and then it's snowing. And then all of a sudden, he's in World War II. <laughs> he's, there's these Nazis. And it ends with him basically punching Hitler in the face. And Hitler is kind of fading out. And the next thing you know is you see the Joker just giving him the what for, you know, just basically tormenting him. So 
Hitler's face transforms into the Joker. And what it is is at some point, Batman and Joker were fighting. Batman got hit in the head and was knocked out cold, but he had the joke. Oh, so he's talking about this green duffel bag that he was carrying. He always has to carry uh-huh. it with him, always referenced as his burden. No matter where he goes, I've got to take the burden. I can leave it here, but no, I got to take it, right? <laughs> so it ends up him waking up basically. And he's got the Joker tied up and is asking him what happened. He goes, well, you got hit in the head. The Joker tells him, you got hit in the head and knocked you out. And you were like talking while you were knocked out, you know? <laughs> and so they're literally in the snow somewhere middle of nowhere. And it's the Joker explaining to Batman basically what happened. And his burden is he'll always have the Joker with him as his burden to take along with him. So, uh-huh. oh, it's such a crazy story. It says later he will assume his burden again and drag it on into the years. So it's just, you know, there's a whole, yeah, it's amazing. So there's this whole fight with the Joker that you never see, but it's kind of explained that this duffel bag, which is his burden, no matter these time periods, however he handles something, this burden always comes first. It's his, his top priority is this burden. And then to come find out his burden is the Joker. So it's such a cool way to present that dichotomy between Batman and Joker and how Batman thinks, okay, I've got to always just deal with this. You know, that's the only way at one point it says, you know, uh, we kill it. And he goes, you know, my way of not killing and stuff like that. So it's uh such a, the, the end of it, you know, the last page, the Joker says, will you do it? Kill me, release the burden that torments both of us. And Batman <laughs> says, no, Oh, I want to, I've never wanted anything so much, but I won't because if I did, I'd be violating the belief that has sustained me all these years. I believe in the absolute sacredness of human life. I may not really believe in anything else. And then he goes, there's more. If I did, as you ask, I'd be no better than my enemies. I'd be some insane Avenger. Some people are certain I already am. And the Joker says, how how disgustingly noble of you. And he goes, noble? No, I won't claim that because there's a final reason. And it's not the least bit noble. I refuse to give you the satisfaction of seeing me fail. That makes you absolutely miserable, doesn't it? <laughs> because if Batman kills Joker, the Joker would see Batman fail, and that's all he wants to see. And I was like, yeah, yeah. How have I never come across this before? Because everybody's trying to always put into words that dichotomy between them two, you know, this Batman needs a Joker and the Joker needs Batman. And here we go. We got an issue in 1991. And this had so. Different writers for each part of the story, too. So you got oh, okay. uh, uh, O'Neill, Apero, Giffen, Quesada, Spiegel, Lyle, Blackburn, uh, Jones III, Rubenstein, Templeton, and Golden. So all the different artists and writers. So each little story where they're going through, was somebody else wrote that part, you know, the little that, time cool. period. So when it jumps, jumps, it was a new, new writer. Yeah, new writer, that's new cool. artist. So. That's cool. yeah. very interesting. I will have to check that out because I don't remember that one. I remember seeing the cover, but I don't remember reading that particular issue. And a lot of times, annuals just kind of get that cast off. Oh, I'm going to get the annual, but it doesn't do anything for the current timeline, you know. Yeah, and, I know uh, in the the years ago, annuals were kind of cool. Sometimes they were all connected, and, and yeah. now they seem to be like, you know, one and done or something like that. Yeah, and this was one, like I said, I was just at the shop, and, oh, it's a Magnolia cover. Let me pick it up. And we discussed, it's an old one. I was going through my old stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot I picked this up. Let me read it. I'm like, holy crap, that's such a great story. So, yeah. <laughs> so That's my old one. Definitely recommended. It. it is Batman 
Legends of the Dark Knight annual number one. So annual number uh, one. Yeah. Very cool. So awesome. I love the ad too for the old, you know, the old games, video games and stuff in here too. Yeah. Here's, no, here's, they're always cool to see. When you open the first page, man, here you go. Return to the Lost World of the Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> it was a six-issue series back in the day, which is awesome. So, but yeah, so it was great. So that that's my oldie. So. That's why I said both of mine are kind of, you know, they're Batman, Dark Knight 3, and then uh, another Batman story. Promise, next one, no Batman, okay? Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I know. But I know. yeah. <laughs> the other thing I'd like to get on here, too, is some independence, too. I know you read a little more independence than I do. Yeah, so- I started reading those because I was getting tired of some of the superhero stories. So I <laughs> thought, I'm going to branch out. But I'm not, com- you know, branch out of my comfort zone on superheroes and fun stuff. And, you know, I, it sounds dumb to say it now, but there's some really good independent stuff. Because I know our f- listeners are going to be like, well, yeah. <laughs> so there's some really good stuff. So and I'll cover uh, one of those on our next episode. Yeah, so, that's uh, cool. So my issue is Batman 481. It has a cover date of early July 92. Hmm. And uh, the title is Messenger of Zeus, Zeus being Maxi Zeus. Right. <laughs> it's written by Doug Munch and Jim Aparo, which Jim Aparo and Norm Braithogor are like my two Batman artists when I yeah. started reading comics full time. They were, when I see this artwork, it brings it all back. You know, especially those scenes where Batman is flying, flying through the air, you know, with the cape and the way his legs are. Yeah. That's classic to me. So this is actually a two part story, but I picked this particular one because Maxi Zeus, you don't I don't think that we've seen him in recent times at all. Yeah, I think the last time Maxi Zeus was in 52, wasn't it? It might have been. I think that's the last time I've seen him in a story. But so. he's a cool character. The dude is just nuts. He thinks he's Zeus. <laughs> yeah. And in this particular story, do you, do you recall the story at all? No. You, so when you show me the cover, uh-huh. I, the cover is one of those familiar ones. And I'm going, Maxi Zeus stories are so nuts. It's always like, to me, they're so crazy. They're always the same story. It, it ends up being yeah. the same with him, I think. So. Yeah. Well, he's not in this story. Very much. Because you start out in Arkham, and he's talking to somebody, a visitor named Iris, that came to see him. And he says, he starts out saying, I am Zeus, Iris. You know this. I am immortal and can't be denied. (laughs) And she's like, what do you wish of me, Lord Zeus? He's just nuts, and she's nuttier. Oh, And And basically, he tells... His, his the Maxi Zoop gang reminds me sort of you know, Batman sixty Batman sixty six oh, where they yeah totally that's that's the vibe you get from any Maxi Zoop story is it's either Batman sixty six I mean that's really it and you look at it with where Batman's gone in the past twenty years to that darker well heck thirty years I guess that darker more serious realistic uh-huh. they took out these crazy bad guys so you don't see him as much and maxi zeus fits that perfectly you know is this yeah so that's so, awesome he's he's telling her 
that his guys shouldn't go through their next job. He keeps saying the dust bucket can wait. She's like, oh, what? What are you talking about? And he says, you know, it's doomed. They can never succeed without the Lord Zeus to guide them. And he says, he is simply too good for them, Iris. And Iris was like, he being you? He says, no, not me, you pathetic fool. I speak of the Bat Demon. He comes from the underworld. He's a dweller of Hades itself. He's just totally gone. Right. And he wants her to send a message to those guys. And his guys, his gang is hiding out at, I guess, a bar called the Cloud Room. Nice. It basically has a bunch of clouds up high. And there are these women that are on, uh, you know, swinging on these ropes back and forth. (laughs) Like, you know, you go to the circus or whatever. Yeah. And they they want to go ahead with this job. They don't still don't say what the job is. Batman catches up to him. he kind of spills the beans, but he doesn't really say what it is. In the meantime, the current this was must have been right before Shadow of the Bat, where uh, Arkham Jeremiah Arkham takes over because the head of Arkham Asylum is getting ready to resign. For whatever reason, he said, I record Maxi Zeus and he shared it with Batman. And mm. the, the other cool thing is you see Tim and his father. This is after Tim's father was injured. Right. And they're moving into the house next door. You know what? I have read this story. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it had bits and pieces of him moving in. Right. Uh, and he kind of said, Tim's like, hey, this is the place we want to be. And you can see. Uh, a panel where you see Wayne Manor and the farmhouse they're moving into is like right side by side. And yep. Tim comes over there and actually it starts to show his uh, tech skills by looking up and sees that uh, at the Gotham Museum there's urn and that's what uh, Maxie's gang is going to try to steal. Yep. <laughs> and at the end here, the woman, she had a, converse, a confrontation early with Maxie Zeus's gang. And she hit her head, and now she's even crazier. <laughs> and at the end, when they're trying to steal the urn, Batman shows up, and so does she. And she's dressed like, she looks like a hawk or something. She's in this green and gold outfit, and she has these wings, and she calls herself the Harpy. And she said that she is Lord Zeus's vengeance. And at the end, her and Batman are fighting. The guys get away, and it's continue next issue, but... Right. Her last words are death of the bat demon. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was entertaining. That was just one of those. I actually got the right. Well, with like you said, Maxi Zeus, they're straight out of that Batman 66. I mean, the feel of it is. And the great thing about most Maxi Zeus stories is, if, correct me if I'm wrong, he's always getting something and it usually ends up being something worthless anyway, because he's trying to relive this Roman Empire thing. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. And they, they, they said, the guy said, we want to steal this and sell it. We don't want to right. steal it and shine it so he can look at himself in it, you know, and admire himself because it's, he thinks he's from way back when. He was just a, a nut job. Yeah, he truly believes he's Zeus reincarnate and he's like an emperor. And I remember reading a story one time where he ends up, maybe it's, it's not from 52, I don't think, but it's where he ends up. I think it's the staff. He tries stealing the staff. It's supposed to be this all-powerful staff. Yeah. And, and he's like, it's my emperor staff. It does nothing, but it just 
makes him look more like an emperor. <laughs> People will bow down. In the cover having... to this issue, he's sitting on a throne, <laughs> and Batman's uh, fighting somebody who happens to be the harpy chick, and you see her right. hand is like a claw or whatever. But he's yeah. sitting on his throne. I mean, you gotta have. This is the Batman that I enjoy. That they can throw in stories like this. That's yeah. not overly serious. Oh, I think, yeah, I think the problem is they've gotten too serious in general. Right, yeah. You know, and you and I have discussed this in the past. It's become this, all right, we've got this 12-issue story arc, and it's very serious, and there's no, hey, let's get a quick story in here, one or two issues that just kind of breaks it up a little bit, and it's fun, you know, just kind of different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's why some of these old comics, man, they're so great for that. It's any kid could walk into a shop, pick up a comic and go, oh, this is fun, you know, and, uh, not really have to know much of the story about it. And, uh, that's what a lot of those comics from late eighties, early nineties did. It's like, I remember when crazy quilt, you know, another random, random guy, you know, they brought him back in the new 52, but it was this really sad, decrepit old man. And you're like, that's not crazy quilt, you know? (laughs) No. So it's uh the idea of Batman's got this huge rogues gallery. Let's use some of those lesser known guys and just make a stupid fun issue, you know. Um and I mean guys like you and me would be like, This is awesome, this is my childhood, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> so No, I don't know if they'll ever do that, but we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen with Batman coming up. I don't know if anything's really going to change. I do know Scott Snyder's not right anymore, so. Who's so, going to be doing the art? Because it's not Capullo anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they're going to announce that. Actually, next weekend, they're going to announce all the creative teams at. Oh, good. At one of the conventions in California. I forget which. Right. HeroCon and nice. WhateverCon. I'm not. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, yeah. uh, Obviously, Snyder and Capullo have been on it for 50 issues now. And actually, it's more than that because there were issues where Capullo sat out. So, yep. 54 50 issues total. So, oh, um, and if, well, if you consider that the Detective Comics run, he had a small run before that. Yeah, but Capullo wasn't on there. Yeah, Capullo, that was, that was Jock and, um, um, Raphael Albuquerque and, Villa, I think, did some of yeah. that, too. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Snyder's been on for 50 issues plus Batman Eternal, so yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be God, I figure it's almost five years when you think about it. So. Yep. Yep. So, well, that's our two issues apiece. Yeah. So every episode we'll pick out an old and new issue. We'll try to, at least for me, I'm going to try to pick out different things i'm sure my classic issues there will always be some batman thrown in here or there right yeah but I'll, I'll try to change it up a little bit same here i think what i'll do is i'll delve into um a little bit of some of the like i said started with tiles from the crypt vault of horror uh the witch's cauldron <laughs> you know yeah that, that'd be cool <laughs> that's some cool old ec stuff you know and then uh who knows? I might break into some Marvel back from when I was a kid, like the old Ghost yeah. Rider read. So, or uh, was it uh, Morbius, the vampire guy? Oh, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> it'd be interesting. So yeah, well, awesome. That was a great first issue, I think. First issue, first episode. Episode. Yeah. yeah good. 
Um, definitely for all you listeners out there, if you get a chance, look at Dark Knight 3. It's, it is worth it. The cover price is a little bit high, but it is worth it. And then, um, yeah, so. And I'm sure you'd say the same thing for Swamp Thing. Yep, yep. It is, uh, pretty good. So. So I guess we'll end it here. Uh, just to let everybody know, we are both on Twitter. If you'd like to contact us, I am at Gotham Knight 13. And Seth, your Twitter is? Seth must die. <laughs> at, at Seth must die. Yep. Yeah. And if you'd like to send us an email, uh, email address is gothamnight13 at gmail.com. So send us an email, tell us how we're doing or leave a comment or an opinion of uh, the books we talked about. Or if there's a, a book that we should take a look at us, give us a shout. A book we should take a look at, give us a shout. <laughs> what do you want us to read? Let us yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So. so, well, very cool, man. I think that went well. So, uh, yep. And, uh, Good. we'll be back in two weeks and, uh, we'll have four new books to talk about. Too new, too old. Too old to you. Too, too, too old to